Welcome back to our study of the Psalms. We are looking at Psalm 26 today. It's another Psalm of David, and it begins this way. It says, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind, for your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. So the first thing David is praying for in this Psalm is for vindication. He wants it to be seen that he is in the right and not in the wrong. Now we don't know uh, what specific situation is behind this prayer in this psalm. Uh, we do know plenty about David's life. We know uh, that there were occasions, for example, where uh, Saul was trying to kill David. We know that Absalom, his own son, tried to take the kingdom away from him. And so uh, it's not hard to imagine a scenario where um, people are saying things or acting in ways that indicate David has somehow uh, done something wrong or that he's not worthy to be king or whatever the case may be. And he's asking for God to vindicate him, to show that he's in the right, that he's not in the wrong, to, to prove that whatever rumors or actions may uh, be being done or spread or whatever, uh, related to him are, are not in fact true. And so that's what he's asking for. And then Hamilton points out in his commentary something I, I didn't notice or think about in verse 2, uh, that the language of verse 2 where it says, Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind. Uh, he notes that that's the, the same language that's used in, in Scripture to talk about uh, the uh, purifying, the purification of, of silver or gold, for example. So uh, I think he suggests... Uh, th that what David is praying for here is not only God vindicate me, but also during this process, this trial I'm going through, uh, purify me, sanctify me. Um, and so that's what he's, he's asking for uh, there in these opening verses. And then verse 4, he says, I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. Now there, he's echoing something uh, that we saw in the very first psalm. In fact, the very first line of the first psalm, Psalm 1, says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. In other words, the man who is blessed is a man who is not going to join himself to sinners, who's not going to uh, take his place among those who scoff at God and his word, He's not going to be one who listens to and takes the counsel of the wicked who are advocating wickedness. And this is the same kind of thing David is saying here, that he's not going to join himself, has not joined himself, with the wicked, with the rebellious, with the hypocritical. Uh, and then he says, verse 6 and 7, he says, I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. And then verse 8, O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. So far from joining himself to the wicked, David is uh, one who worships God, who comes before his altar, who loves to be in God's presence, in God's place, his dwelling place, right? He talks about in verse 8. So he's talking about his, his character here, his what he loves, what he devotes himself to. And he's devoting himself to the Lord, and not to uh, wickedness and sin and so on. He's a worshiper of God. He's a lover of God. And so he asks for God not to um, sweep him away 
with the wicked. Verse 9, he says, Do not sweep my soul away with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men, in whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. So there he seems to be recalling the story of uh, Abraham and Lot and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. When the Lord comes to Abraham in Genesis 18, and uh, two of the Lord's angels go on to Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Abraham intercedes on behalf of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, in particular on behalf of Lot, right? Uh, but he, sa he says things like, you know, if there are 10 righteous in the city, you know, will you destroy uh, the whole city? And one of the things he says in Genesis 18, it says uh, that Abraham said to the Lord, will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Which, of course, he's not going to do because God is just, right? And that's what that passage talks about. But uh, here, David is praying for the same kind of thing. God, don't let me be caught up in the judgment that's going to come on the wicked because um, that's not who I am. I've not joined myself to them. Instead, I've joined myself to you. So don't let me be swept away, swept away with the evildoers. Verse 11, he says, but as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. So there David uh, is talking about his integrity, right? That he's walking in uprightness, um, but also saying that he needs God's grace. He needs redemption. Uh, David nowhere in the Psalms claims perfection, uh, but that also, does, but it also, he's not guilty of the same things as everybody else, um, and he's not uh, abandoned himself to that lifestyle of wickedness and rebellion. Instead, he has uh, trusted uh, himself to the Lord. Right. In fact, he noted that back in verse one. Not only that he walked in integrity, which again doesn't mean sinless, but in this situation at least, he's doing the right thing, and he's trusting in God, right? That he's trusting in the Lord. Then verse 12 says, My foot stands on level ground in the great assembly. I will bless the Lord. So again, he's going to worship God. That's, that's who he is. That's who he has joined himself to. Now, when we think about how this psalm relates to Christ, there's one particular part of this passage that I think is, is very significant and helps us understand a little bit better something that happened in Jesus' ministry. We know that the Pharisees were critical of Jesus and his disciples eating with tax collectors and sinners. For example, in Luke chapter 5, it says the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at Jesus' disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Now, I wonder, and it seems quite likely, I wonder if the Pharisees had in mind these verses from Psalm 26, verses 4 and 5, where it says, I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I wonder if the Pharisees were thinking, okay, David said, I'm not going to sit with these wicked people, uh, and yet that's what Jesus is clearly doing. Why does he not have the integrity, the uprightness, etc., that David claims to have? Um, and why is he not doing that? Why is he not uh, following that pattern and that, that example? Why instead is he eating with tax collectors and sinners? But if that's what was in their mind, it, it's a misunderstanding of what the verses are about. The verses are not saying that David will never have any, any interaction or association whatsoever with any wicked person. What he's saying is he's not joining the wicked in their wickedness. And what the Pharisees... Um, 
maybe didn't realize or, or perhaps were overlooking or whatever about Jesus's interactions with tax collectors and sinners is Jesus was not joining those sinners in their sin. When he ate with them, what he was doing was he was, uh, you know, he was drawing them away from their sin and toward himself. Uh, if you take Zacchaeus as an example, right, when uh, Jesus speaks to Zacchaeus and says, I'm going to come to your house, what does Zacchaeus do? He says, anyone I've defrauded, I'm going to restore fourfold, right? So Jesus's interaction with Zacchaeus brings Zacchaeus to repentance. Um, it's not Jesus joining with uh, tax collectors and sinners in their sin, but instead drawing them away from their sin. Uh, and so it's not contradictory to what David is saying about uh, himself here. Jesus, of course, more worthy even than David of vindication. Jesus was mocked. False things were said about him. Blasphemous things even were said about him. And yet he was vindicated. He was proved right. His resurrection uh, right, was the ultimate act of vindication to show that he was truly the Son of God, that he was sinless, that he was right, and that he was who he said he was, and that he did what God had sent him to do. Uh, Jesus, of course, always honored his father. David talks about how he worships God, loves God, loves being near to God. Uh, Jesus, of course, perfectly honored his father, uh, was um, you know, faithful in every possible way, and even the, the words at the end of verse 12, where it says, In the great assembly I will bless the Lord, uh, is very similar to a passage in Psalm 22, which is quoted in Hebrews chapter 2 about Jesus, uh, where it says, uh, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise. Right. So Jesus is drawing our attention to um, his Father. Right. It's, it's calling us to worship uh, his Father. Uh, and so on. Okay, finally, how can we pray from Psalm 26? Well, ask for vindication when you're innocent. Right? You don't have to be claiming to be sinless or perfect, but if in a given situation you know that you are being spoken ill of and it's not accurate, uh, that people have come to the wrong conclusion about you or they're saying something wrong about you or what you've done, um, pray for God to show that you're in the right. right? Pray for God to vindicate you, for the truth to come out. Uh, confess your love for the Lord, right? Tell him, I love to be near you. I love to be with your people. I love to be, uh, you know, I, I love your uh, dwelling place. I love that you're near to me, all, all those things. And then pray for grace and redemption, right? Like David does uh, in verse 11, redeem me and be gracious to me. So much of what we pray should be asking God uh, for his grace, for his deliverance, for his redemption, and uh, so I encourage you to, to make sure that's a part of your regular prayer. God bless.